Hello and welcome to Infamous, the audio podcast. This is Brandon or Mutilus on Discord. This is Parker. Go by One Who Parks on Discord. This is Jeremy, and I'm back, also on Discord. <laughs> this is Aaron. I go by Treffenwood on Discord. Uh, Jeremy, do you know how hard it is for me to remember to go into Discord and change your nickname every time you come up with a new one? You son of a bitch! Don't you? Don't try to intimidate me with your lordship of Discord. Fucker. Wait, you can do. I that? am not afraid. <laughs> Wait, do you do you think I don't have the power to do that? I didn't know you could do that. Please, I don't. thought I thought the person changed their nickname. Lord cool. Sire, please don't, please don't adjust my handle. Please, hey, 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 why is my name lighting up? You son of a bitch! <laughs> that was pretty instant. Like you clicked that button and it instantly changed. I'm actually really impressed. This. <laughs> Did you read my title on Discord? It's Evil Overlord, not some guy who admins. <laughs> like, I do what I want, and people deal with it. Change it back. What are the announcements today, Brandon? Very uncomfortable. What? Oh, I haven't gotten announcements yet. Oh. Thanks for ruining the entire flow of the podcast. No, Parker. I thought it was actually a really good flow. I felt like this flow was... Did you drop You're like, directly. let me interrupt Brandon's rant Let's... and ask him no, when he's going to get I to believe, the next segment. I believe this should go straight down. To announcements. This, yeah, this is pretty smooth. <laughs> is Aaron here today? <laughs> Professional as fuck. Aaron he introduced said he himself. Was here. Oh, he okay. already introduced himself. Are Why you so drunk? Jeremy's so drunk he can't remember. You show up. You you no call no show last week. Then you show up <laughs> late this week, drunk and hungover. Like what? We're gonna have to talk about this in your performance. Welcome back, you. motherfucker. Yeah. All right. So as Parker is dramatically requested, uh, <laughs> announcements. Parker, uh, I guess you're down to 693 remaining episodes of stuff. Sweet, sweet candy. Probationary episodes. Um, We had uh, Midwest Melee over the weekend. It was pretty fun. We had uh, 13 people show up. Unfortunately, I think the holiday kind of hindered us more than helped us. What? uh, No shit. It was pretty fun. Uh, I think everybody had a good time. Um, I think our farthest traveling person was from Dayton. Ohio, and uh, we had people from Springfield and someone from Des Moines, and so that was pretty cool. Uh, it was a good time. I thought everybody had a good time, except for Richard. Richard did not have a good time. <laughs> Richard did not have a good time. <laughs> Richard did not have a great time. It's okay, though. He had a really good game. All right. Well, that's all I had. Are you guys ready? Parker, Let's do, do it. you have something for us? I got uh, some news. News. So, a couple different things going on. First off, we got an organized play update with a couple different things. Uh, first off, the restricted and banned list got updated. Follow me is now restricted. Oh, right, quick! Hallelujah. Show of hands. Who saw this coming? Woohoo! How soon? I did. This is sooner than expected. Okay, but I was like, yeah. "This is obviously going to happen." I I was very surprised. I thought I, I would thought we'd get like uh, what? I mean, how often have they added things to the band list? Is it been? It hasn't been six months. It's been no. We just did the, been three months, right? The since the last thing. one. 
They let field dressing go for like fucking two years. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like we saw some, we've seen cards that we were all sure were overpowered stick in this game. You know, there were whole generations of creatures on this planet who lived and died while those cards still were around. And this one, Uh, barely a titsy fly could die before fucking follow me got restricted. Species of animals had evolved and gone extinct in between field dressing being banned and not banned. Right, right. And and so now follow me gets restricted. There's like, ban hammer. I mean, it's not banned, I guess, but restricted hammer. So I personally think that this was a card they were watching. And, it, and they expected to be on that list of problem stuff. And as soon as they confirmed it with, like, basically the TTS League stats, they were like, yep, put it on there. Now, I have a question. And this is actually a big, important question. Is every time there's a good card at the top of the list, will that card get restricted? That seems like a weird way so. to do it. I think it's only when that card is very game-impacting. And honestly, think talking about like like what list evolved right after that, like the Black Order list was like running around, like everyone was playing Follow Me, mm-hmm. and not even just in that, like Follow Me is in all of the like highly competitive rosters, I would argue. Right, like, but it, it could have been. And, bef- I guess I'm saying it could have been before that, but it, like you said, maybe it was on the radar, but it was just not as good as those others, and so we didn't see it. Is that the? It's point? also like a gotcha combo card that creates negative play experiences. Yep, any card that once played makes your opponent miserable is going to get banned right like that's the key well not banned but like limited limited sure yeah hmm. and that one made I people miserable. so i i would argue I, there's a lot surprised. of things on the restricted list that are not making people miserable they're just taking a whole lot and that's they're why i don't be powerful right like brace for impact is not does not make me mad um no. indomitable does well, not make me mad it, it kind of um, does because it, it kind of invalidates like your cool thing. Like if somebody's like, ah, oh, I play Agents of Smash, you're like, brace idiot. And you're like, ah, oh. like it's, it just, is disproportionately good what I'm, for how much it costs you. What I'm thinking is, you're right. These are very efficient cards. And so people will take them more often. What I'm thinking is, does the restricted list just keeps growing? For example, is the next one fallback? Because as soon as as soon as it's not restricted, all of a sudden everybody takes fallback because it's the seventh greatest card in the game for efficiency to deny somebody a second attack. So will I fallback don't be think banned fallback or restricted? Will because it's a defensive card. But there are but there are four defensive. There's like there's so many defensive cards on here. Continue. Right, but it's it's a it's a defensive reactive card that it just limits bad things from happening. Right. That, that like, you just it's described. Not Go ahead. It doesn't remove your opponent's ability to do stuff. It just says, I'm limiting the amount of damage that's going to happen. It absolutely removes your opponent to do stuff. This follow-up attack doesn't happen. The second attack doesn't occur. It's it's. Oh, it, so you're saying it's specifically to stop, like, rapid fire? Or the second attack, right? You don't have to wait for the opponent to do two attacks on you. So after the first attack, you can play fallback and then move oh, back. Oh, potentially. But a lot of people can still shoot you. Like, a lot of so, people range attacks. Uh, it's you know, like, Parker... I'm going to agree with you, Parker, honestly. Like, I think whatever is top of the heap will be looked very closely at of how effective it is. I don't think they like mo- uh, cards that are universal that are amazing. I think they like cards that are character-driven that are amazing. And I'm a little nervous for that because 
things like TTS League and, you know, uh, things like this podcast, we can say things like this is really outstanding. This is by far the most the highest value card currently not restricted in the game. And when people say that kind of stuff, they go, OK, and they all just glob on to the, the, the players who have their, you know, their the biggest hands of the button kind of on the, on and the, hands I, the I do think group think has way too much power over what gets affected. Right. But it's not like this was a knee jerk reaction. This card's been legal for what? One month shy of three years. Yes. Mm-hmm. And for some yeah. reason, and the only, re- and, and I would argue the only reason why it's restricted now is because the, it, it was played a bunch. It was, it was just, well, I think that's true, but I don't think anyone that plays this game at a remotely competitive level would say it's not one of the most powerful guard cards still in the game. Sure. What I'm saying is, go go ahead. No, you go ahead. I think escort to safety is next after that fallback after that, like it'll just be the restricted list groups growing every three months. Every time TTS gloms onto a new card. I do not think that's what's going on. No, I think that is a, a way to look at a pattern that is not necessarily true. You have to look at things that came out, too, at the exact same times. Like, honestly, Malekith came out, and he can get a bucket of power um, and use fallback pretty easily. Or, I'm sorry, not fallback, but what you saying. Follow me. Follow me. Um, and that's really negative. Uh, so I played fallback, or follow me, with uh, Shadowland, and that was just ball-breaking. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm going to steal priority. I'm going to go... I'm going to follow me. You just lost three of your characters, turn two or three, whatever it is. Um, so I don't think this is due to Malekith. Like, I think the problem was, was in at the beginning. Like, I'm going to agree with Brandon on this one. I don't think this is a problem going forward. Uh, I think there are two types of cards that are restricted. Three types. Healing cards, anti-movement cards, and cards that create uh, an obscene attrition advantage. Those are the three types of cards that you find in the restricted list. And I don't think mission objective, fallback, escort to safety... Uh, mark for death, no matter the cost, uh, qualifies any of those three types of cards. And so I do not think I mean, we will see them on the list. Yeah, unless they're going to errata and ban Ghost Spider, there's only there's any real reason to get rid of Escort Safety. Like, the mechanic still exists on a very good character. But you have um, to take a character, and you have to... You have to right, take but it's a much better version of the mechanic, and I think everyone would argue that she's one of the best three-pointers in the game, too. So it's not like it's exactly handicapping you. But it's not exactly a perfect fit in every list either, so that's fair. Yeah, I I suppose I, I'm not nervous. I guess I guess no, just, yeah. What I'm nervous about is a slippery slope scenario where I can expect my favorite card that that is strong to be restricted, you know, every time TTS gloms on it, and so I'm just desperately crossing my fingers and toes and hoping, you know, inspiring monologue has never played a whole bunch because then I won't get to play that anymore. Um, I, I yeah I don't think popularity is the sole reason I I think that they were looking at follow me when they did the battle because they reset the power level of tactics cards with the last balance update and so they took out all the really high power level stuff and then restricted everything that was left and I think there was a selection of cards you could argue that fallbacks on that list but I think it was like fallback follow me stuff like that that's still very game impacting that they were like. Let's leave it off the list right now, but keep an eye on it. And immediately follow me exploded everywhere. And they didn't like the level of attrition stuff that you could get done with it. And I think everyone will say that they they don't like playing against follow me. It completely changes the game state at all times. And I will... Go ahead. The stats mission objective was actually taken more than follow me. So it's clearly not just a popularity contest. Okay. There you go. That's good. That, that, That makes me happy. Okay. Um... 
and I will definitely still take follow me follow me instead of indomitable or or anything like disarm or anything like that for sure Eric was that the only card more popular than follow me that's not restricted yes the initial the, initial season eight stats. Like I don't know how. What are the next have. like two or three cards? Could you could you throw yeah. them out there? Uh, mark for death, fall back, no matter the cost. Those are the top five non restricted cards that are taken. Uh, mission objective at forty percent, no matter the cost at twenty. So those five. What was the back. percentage difference from follow me to mission objective? Mission objective was forty. Follow me thirty six. Mark for death thirty five. Fall back and no matter are both twenty. Okay, so it was they were pretty neck and neck. Yep. All right. Yeah, I think this is a good change. I think it was a really powerful mechanic uh, that should be restricted. And it, I think it was arguably better than several cards that are already on the restricted list. So I like it. I concur. Okay. Want to talk about the other part of the FAQ errata update, Parker? Yep. Uh, we had an errata on Meet My Executioner. Um, so now Meet My Executioner is totally different. Whoa. It uh, replaces the first paragraph with this text. When an allied non-scourge character would suffer a collision, an allied enchantress may spend two power to play this card. Whoa, ho, ho. It's like they took Dev Intent and put it into English, as opposed yeah. to whatever the card originally said. Uh, so I can read what it originally said. No, don't. When... <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I want to. But why? Okay. Uh, when another allied character would suffer a collision, enchantress may spend two. And so I think now it makes perfect sense because I think this was honestly just a miss, like a miswording typos kind of situation. I think they meant to say something else and just botched it. <laughs> they just like, oops, like, and then they got around it. Like, that's clearly not what they meant because it didn't make any sense. Enchantress needs this mechanic more than anybody. And she was the only one that couldn't use it. And meanwhile, Scourge could meet himself in like, the, the fucking gutter. Like, what is happening? It was so weird. Yeah, yeah this was this is great. I love this yeah. change. Yep, just Very just good. just good to happen. Uh, last thing on the organization um, page is uh, the affiliation list got updated. So we found out uh, who is in Hydra, in fact, and we also got found out who um, or where some of the Hydra guys are going to fall into other factions. So in um, we'll go with the affiliation order. Uh, Cabal did add two more. Uh, Arnim Zola and Baron Strucker are both also members of Cabal. Um, then we found out the Hydra's full roster is Baron Strucker, Arnim Zola, Zemo, Bob, Crossbones, Red Skull, Sin, Taskmaster, and Viper. Presumably also their other leader, um, the Red Skull Master of Hydra guy. He's going to be later, but he's not in the list yet because he's released in October. Um, we also found out Shield is getting exactly what we thought was he was getting. However, none of the Shield members are on any other affiliations. So the Steve Rogers is not in Avengers. Neither is Nick Fury. I was surprised that the two Hydra guys were in Cabal. Really? You thought there were going to be single affiliation yeah. releases? Kind of, because I don't know, like, how many of the S.H.I.E.L.D. members are going to be in, um, like, Avengers. And not, none of the new ones. Right, and so that's why it's weird that it's it's asymmetrical, disproportionate. Like, well, part no, of it is, obviously, Avengers have a shitload of people already. Yeah, that's it's because the S.H.I.E.L.D. roster is already an Avengers roster, so... Yeah, every S.H.I.E.L.D. member is, the, except for Taskmaster and Winter Soldier, which can also be S.H.I.E.L.D. members. Yeah. 
Oh, sorry, also, also be Avengers members are in Avengers, so. This also effectively guarantees that Master of Hydra is going to be a member of Cabal as well, though. It's highly likely. Yeah. It would be very weird for, like, Zola to be in both. But if I put Red Skull is not. Like, that'd be so awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. There was one other piece of information I was unaware of. The uh, mm-hmm. Nick Fury Sr. and the Howling Commandos. Yeah. What size base are they on? Is it not medium? Not medium is the correct answer. Oh, yeah, small. You mean typo is the correct answer. Maybe. Where Where is this printed? Is I'm it... assuming you're looking at it, but I just want to look at it, too. It's at, It's on the uh, base size guide that was also updated. Yeah. Uh. Why is the base size reference under organized play? <laughs> should be under the rules. There's obviously. a bunch of stuff in the organized play that's released So on. Zola's a medium, Strucker's a small... Nick Fury and Howling Commandos are a large, Human Torch small, and Steve Rogers small. Yeah, I totally just assumed that they were going to be on a medium base like all of the other grunts. But so apparently they're on a big one. The, let's look at some of the pictures. Like, do they show the base in any of the pictures? Let's go to transmission. And I'll go to the box art. Nope. Um... It looks like it's a custom base. Maybe that'd be why nobody noticed it before. Yeah, because it was never published as to how big it was. Uh, assuming mm-hmm. it is 65 millimeters and not a typo, I don't know how that changes my thinking about they them. They are, but they look really close together for a large. But I guess it's possible. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, and the box the box just says comes with one base. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, does that really let them do really? I mean, it lets them do some funny things by. Um, really reaching out a little bit further if you're contesting an objective also. But beyond that is... Uh, well, I mean, are they a medium-large? Yeah. Is that... They're yeah, a medium-move so large base. So mm-hmm. talk about getting around where they want to. Mm-hmm. You know, So just like Ghost Rider, they can more than likely advance and attack who's on the middle point on the first turn. Oh, easily. Yeah. They're range four. Yeah, very easily. Oh, yeah, range four. They probably take their pick of multiple objectives. Oh, here's the worst part. They're now slinging, right? Siblings in arms is their ability. Uh, hair flip? A royal decree, sorry. The royal decree off a large base. Like, I have to totally rethink this entire model. Royal decree? What? Royal uh, decree. He's talking about royal decree off Medusa or Storm's oh. leadership or anything that lets you hop a model. Yeah. Just because it's a three-point large base? Uh, they have the ability called Sibling in Arms, which is oh. the same as Royal Decree. Gotcha. I just referred gotcha. to it as Royal Decree because that's what people usually call it. But Yeah. Uh, so they can place people a lot further than they could have if they're just a medium base. How about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could really move a model really far. Or they could really them. move, right? Place them right. within one of a character within two of them. Wow. Yeah, that's a pretty big swing. Especially if you're jumping like another large... Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> yep. It's like a six or seven inch place. Yeah. I mean, being that they're kind of long range already, I mean, obviously I think it'll be better to place other people because they're like all medium medium range already. Yep. I can tell you playing Winter I can tell you playing Winter Soldier that placing yourself and flipping over on on a longer range model is fantastic for <laughs> offense. Not for not for moving others, but or defense. Use it for both. Hop over, yeah. shoot people, hop back. Right. Also, it's really easy to like grab up, like pick up a point and then flip over. Like, it you'll be able to move. You'll be able to pick up a point from very far away. Yep. 
Yeah, so I'm thinking that... Trying to think if there's a way to really abuse, like, Storm's leadership with them. Where you could... If you could get them an extra power, they could advance in front of a model, place them with uh, Brothers in Arms, or whatever it's called, and then use Storm's leadership to leapfrog them. That could be... I think you're standing past the middle line, and you still have an action. Anyway. It's an awful lot to do. Pretty cool. Pretty yeah, cool. So that's if that's accurate, that's interesting. I mean, it's very possible. I mean, the more I look at the the picture, I think it actually might be a large base. So, Jeremy, are, thought... are you gonna are you gonna play these guys if they're on large base? If you're gonna be like, oh, howling commandos all day? Nope. I, I <laughs> could not care less. Don't care about them. Dear, dear listeners, I'm looking at his face right now. It has the biggest I could give no fucks. <laughs> I just don't like, like, I don't know. Maybe it's Golden Age comics bullshit, uh-huh. but like, I just, I'm just not in. Like, I'm like, I am not a huge <sighs> fan of just regular fuckos, like, in the game. Like, I'm not, a I'm like a large base with like a herd of dudes on it fucking running yeah. about. Not so much. Don't really. Give I play. A shit. I play this game for superheroes to beat each other up, and like I feel like these people would just be like even in the comics, like or the movies at least. I haven't read all the comics, but they were not that impactful. Like they're like great soldiers, but like they're just soldiers. Like, like okay. Like I was gonna say, I what feel are you like doing beyond I feel that like guy with the gun. Like Punisher's already like the bottom tier, and he's pretty exceptional beyond like normal human standards. Everything Shield just reminds me of like 40k Imperial Guard. I'm like, I really like you have to commit to that, and I just, I just yeah. won't. Yep, you have to be cool with your. You like, are that would be dudes. cool if we had like a squad based game, and it's like here's a bunch of guys, and like they're can meet like commanding exactly. guys. Like okay, yeah. whatever. I'm out. Like how about I uh, launch a shitload of fire yeah. or like weapons because, that are made by yeah. gods. Every time they you. like shoot Iron Man or Hulk, I'm like, get the fuck out of here! It's like, a bullet. Like, like seriously, yeah. since when is this a bullet? We've established mattered. I'm immune to those. Like, I, get out of here. I've, I've mentioned that I really like like uh, Wanted, which is not a Marvel Universe comic, but I really like the comic where his he's just like some people can shoot laser beams and some people can you know piss on the moon and some people can you know uh, invert the, the the earth like a sock i just kill people with bullets now in wanted <laughs> his bullets are like insanely high-tech super cool designed to kill hero bullets it's not just like winter soldiers assault rifle like that's supposed to be able to kill colossus somehow like i don't yeah so i i think this that that the the wanted universe sets him up for success at just shooting people in the face and winning in this, in this, you know, in the Marvel universe, first, you know, there's a whole pantheon of characters that just have pistols, and they're just using them against, like the fact that when Thor throws Mjolnir, it is one more dice than, uh, like, Sin with a hammer is so weird. I think it's so weird, even though <laughs> no, it is it's a hammer. The same dice. It's thought... five versus four. Wait, Thor is Thor's hammer is only five dice? I thought it was six. Oh, was, when he throws the hammer, it's five, right? Oh, you, geez, you said Jesus throw. Christ! Oh, yeah, when he yeah. throws his hammer, it's like a big bullet. That's just yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. There's a certain level of abstractedness you have to apply, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I would like to see a bigger level of discrepancy from like the exceptional stuff to the small stuff. Like the smallest attack in the game is four dice. 
and the largest deck of the game, I think printed is nine. That's a pretty big gap, but like the majority of stuff caps at seven. Malekith is ten. He's the only one I think has ten printed. Right. So there, there's a handful of people that get to very large numbers, but they're very expensive characters and cost a lot of power. Uh, the majority of attacks in the game are four or five dice, and it's six is kind of an exception, and seven is a rarity. Eight, and nine, and ten are just like exceedingly rare. Well, it, it's also I can see how they have to do it in terms of mechanics if they actually, mm-hmm. you know. Thor is literally in the comics hit Galactus in the face with Mjolnir and like staggered him. That's mm-hmm. something that he's done before. They can't make Mjolnir do that in this game. It would be so dumb. Uh, they could have made his throw do six dice. Like that would have been fine. Right. But what I'm saying is giving yeah. him 14 dice on his strike <laughs> because that's what he right. did to Galactus. You know, that makes sense. But I do it's think not that dudes with do. bullets should be a die. Like, I think that should be hot garbage. Like, <laughs> if you have a gun and you shoot a gun at a superhero, that means zero. At no point have I watched an Avengers movie or read a comic book where a pistol ever did a thing. Not one time. I'm, I'm searching my memory banks. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Help me out here, Parker. Like, it, it, uh, it doesn't matter. Even the I mean, worst Wolverine movies. Like, at no say... point does a pistol do a thing. I was going to say, like, people have been uh, shot before. I mean, Cap was killed once by a gun, but it's not like... Thomas Wayne does not like your opinion. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thomas Wayne would say otherwise. Oh, no. (laughs) Uncle Ben. (laughs) But to be fair, also, like, there's a lot of of things about the Marvel Universe where if Thor, like, just let loose, he would just kill everything, right? If he just, like, went absolutely ham. Um... He doesn't do that because it would, you know, drench continents and upheave plates. I don't. I, I am not interested in what happened in World War One in my tabletop war games. Let's start there. Okay. Then you then <laughs> like, you'll then you'll love my next news. Here's a transition. Oh God! Here this we is go. Not, this is something not in World War One. Uh, my faction has finally arrived. The robots have been spoiled. Coming out mm-hmm. October fourteenth, is that right? I marked it on yes. my calendar. I put I made a tattoo in my inner thigh, so I don't want to forget that they're coming out on October fourteenth. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it your upper inner thigh? Uh, the upper upper inner thigh. Upper upper. It's thigh. it's it's really close to the forest. Uh, Twelve o'clock. Say, I think that's just. I think that's it's Noon. so high. It's just called the yeah. tank. <laughs> yeah, it's it's functionally the perineum at this point. Uh, yeah. So they had that. They had that somewhere to you know tattoo the energy beam coming out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is the Sentinels. The Sentinels uh, have been spoiled. We know what the Mark IV does, and we know what the Sentinel Prime Mark IV does. Um, and so we have a little bit of information. First off, I, I, I'm going to try to get this really quick because we've been talking a lot about this news. Um, they have uh, seven health on the front. I'm going to do Mark IV first. So this is the uh, the basic one. The baby. Uh, yeah, they have seven health on the front, six health on the back. Otherwise, they're the same. They're large bases, size five, move short. Uh, their stat line defensively is three four four. Um, they have a plasma bas- blast, which is their range three builder that they can spend up to three power to add dice when they attack. Then suppression protocols, which is their spender for three cost. They get um, eight dice, also at range three, with the wild suppression that works, I think, identically to Hawkeye's bow and arrow. Um, for every wild, it's incinerate, shock, or slow. I don't think Hawkeye has any more things than that. 
He bleeds. Uh, he also bleeds, so they cannot yeah. make you bleed. Uh, they have restraint cables, which is a la Venom's pull me towards you. Get over here. Um, range four, cost two, pull character short. Um, they have. This is different. Uh, it is different than webline because it requires line of sight. Oh, interesting. Yeah, the weblines do not require line of sight, unless they say so in the ability. They caught that at some point in development, but mm. the first wave of web warriors don't require line of sight, because it doesn't target. Interesting. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, they have uh, the Master Mold passive, which lets you take exactly two Sentinel Mark IVs. Um, Power Matrix, their passive that says at the end of the character's activation, they gain two power. They also have Sentinel Programming, which stops them from being advanced by Psychic Powers and attacks. Um, they also gain uh, Wilds uh, two successes whenever they're fending against Mystic Attacks. So basically, it's the combination of Ultron's uh, Metal Flesh Power and um, Deadpool's. You can't yeah, mess like with them. Yeah, all will be metal or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so it's all, it's all will be metal, which makes sense. Plus, Deadpool's you can't move me around thing. Um, the only funny yeah, thing about their backside is they do gain uh, their one of their powers changes the power matrix, which gives you two power on the front side, only gives you one power on the backside. Mm, there, there's a uh, one other very <laughs> yeah. important difference. But what am I missing? <laughs> plasma leak. Oh, that's right. <laughs> plasma blast changes. becomes plasma leak, which has uh, when you're rolling additional dice for crits, you roll two additional dice for each crit, and after the attack is resolved. The character suffers damage for each crit in the attack roll, and you can no longer buff it with power. Um, so you get um, extra for crits, but you take damage for crits as well. News at 11. It's yeah. also reduced in range to 2. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, it reduces in range. I love the picture. He's, like, literally about to explode. <laughs> it's like, ah! Like, he is falling so apart. Funny. Okay, so we want to talk about Mark IV first? Uh, yes. Um, so... When I first saw this, uh, the first thing I checked was his point cost. Yep. And then I said, huh, that is not one of the numbers I would have guessed. Mm-hmm. Um, then I read the card, and then I went, oh, so they're dog shit. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I took a step back, and I reevaluated the situation with a four-point frame of mind, because I was going in with a six-point frame of mind. Right. <laughs> and so I had to really dial down my expectations, because I went in expecting a six-point model. And even though I read the four point first, I was like, ah, it's still shit. Like, it's garbage. And so the more time I've had to think about it, I keep warming on these guys more and more. I think they might actually be good. What do you guys think? All right. If you want to let me start, I'll go. I I love these guys. I think they're fantastic. Um, For precisely the reason what you guys, what you just mentioned was just the four cost. Um, I think they're... Physical three may look pretty bad because it does make them slightly worse to throws. I think that's something to consider. But they do have seven health on the front side, which is super high tier for a four coster. Um, only ones we see are like incredibly difficult to kill models like uh, uh, Black Dwarf have more. Um, I love a large base with two different range threes. That's amazing. Um, large like, bases in um... range. What's that? I, all three of us are shaking our heads. Black Dwarf has less health than seven on the front, but go ahead. Oh, I thought he had, I thought it was eight. He what, six. what is it? It's six, six. Eight. He's six, six, eight, eight. Eight, six. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I have it backwards. Thank Just you. Just for people at home. Clarification, yeah. Um, I love the large base. I think people are going to not appreciate 
multiple large bases running around um, until they see it in the same way that I didn't appreciate multiple medium bases running around until I played spider foes. And I realized like, wow, having a bunch of medium bases around, it just creates a huge amount of presence when all of my medium bases have range three attacks. It's really hard for my opponent to go somewhere without me being able to really, uh, you know, activate on them. So the fact that you can pull them towards you at range four or just be a large base with range three, meaning you can contest objectives, maybe multiple objectives in certain scenario situations and still, you know, put your, your, exert your will on the rest of the board. Um, bleeds and poisons are really common. They're immune to those. Um, they fly if it's worth it. I don't know if it does really for, because they already move short, but I think the biggest thing by far is power matrix. I love that. Um, the ability to get two power at the end means they can't do it proactively. It keeps their costs down. We've talked a lot about how characters have a higher cost and a tax when they can gain more than one power at the beginning of their turn. That This is flips that script and says we can keep their costs down and give them access to things because they're going to get power at the end. But it also turns on things like awesome tactics cards. All the reactive cards become live. Um, you can play a follow me on turn two if you don't spend your power on interacting with an objective. You just get a follow me for free on turn two. Um, it is super strong. Okay, uh, that was a lot. Um, Jeremy, do you have any thoughts? So the only, I mean, I like the fact that they're size five, so they ignore a lot of the normal stuff. They can't really be thrown by a lot of models and all that. So that's cool. Um, they've got a huge health pool, so that's also cool. Um, the one thing that kind of stands out, though, is they do the cool thing, which is I have a shitload of power and I can't do anything with it. Well, they can jam it into their gun, which is cool. Um, they actually can, you know... They can pump up a good shot. Um, they can pump up a couple good shots if they've got a bunch of um, power on them. I like that. Uh, other than that, like, nothing really stands out on these guys. As in, like, I'm a huge model. You want to play me because I'm awesome. Um, honestly, I, I just don't care that much. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not overly excited. I'm glad po Parker is, and I'm glad that there is kind of a, a community, like, Awesome. I love these guys. Great, great, great. Um, that That's just keys to a good game. Good job. I, I, I'm not excited, but cool for everybody else. So my take is somewhere in the middle. Um, let's see. Has there been anyone released recently with three physical defense, uh, seven health, and move short? I don't remember. Anyone help me out? Probably the, the bear. The bear. Oh, the bear. <laughs> that was just a random guess. Is it so, the bear? So yeah, these guys are. The right nice. so I've been playing Winter Guard at the at the shop since they came out. I'm now done playing Winter Guard because I fucking hate them. I mean, <laughs> if the bear had Sentinel programming, I would think about it. So yeah, so these guys are clearly better than the bear, right? Um, yeah. Uh, now the bear has a really great spender. That's why you take the bear. Um, these guys have power matrix and the ability to pull people in. Okay, so they're better than the bear. Are they that much better? Ugh, I don't know. Um, so I I feel like there's exactly one reason that Sentinels are going to see the table. Hold on. Okay. Did, did, did Darren, was that the end of your... Con oh, it? sorry. Go no. ahead. I, well, that was it? Okay. I can talk more, but go ahead. Well, the only reason they're going to see the table is board control. Because they both have board control and deny board control to your opponent. So if... 
if they get to an acceptable level of board control, then they absolutely will be a viable faction. They'll just be the new web warriors that you can't reverse board control back. And if their staying power is just long enough to get to the win, it doesn't matter. And so having webline on your entire faction, having immune to webline on your entire faction, and like like who moves them? There's what, like five models in the game that move these guys? So size five and no superpowers and no mystic. So I think uh, you're going to see an uptake in the people that can throw them, right? Malekith says, oh, why don't you go flying into your buddy? Take six fucking hits, man. You're going to one-shot a sentinel by throwing him into his buddy. So That that um, actively doesn't one-shot him, but yes. Shut up. It's close. (laughs) On his backside, it does. It is um, close if you blank out and don't play Brace or Indomitable. <laughs> yes. Um, so I think that might be a liability. Um, I'm okay with that being baked into their, their kit. I think their front side's really good. Um, their builder can be amazing. Um, but because their builder turns into dog shit on the back and they get one less power, my initial response into seeing this guy across from me is I'm just going to daze him turn two. Well, keep in mind that you dazing him on turn two gives him seven power. So he's going to have plenty of power on the backside. Sure. To do nothing with other than pull my entire team. So it's just like I'm playing against Web Warriors. Okay. Um, Do I think they're dog shit? Not at all. Like, I think there's some solid models. But I don't think we can evaluate the faction without knowing tactics cards. So right now my evaluation is limited to would I want to play this four-point model for it being a four-point model in any list? Uh, I think the answer is yes to try it out and just see, but from a competitive standpoint, I don't think it meets the, the splash fours that you're going to see currently. I don't think there's really any chance of this guy getting played as a splash character. It's, it's all in or not. So you're either playing the strategy or you're not. Uh, I think one of the things that comes down to specifically what you said about tactics cards is this guy is in some ways comparable to things like Venom. Because he has a lot of the similar things Venom does, with the exception of more power generation, um, but he's actually pretty close. His he has yeah. uh, inverted defensive stats, but he's similar. Um, he actually has better defensive stats, yeah. I would argue. Right. He's got same movement, same hit points, same point cost, similar control mechanic, right? Um, better similar, power generation, similar range, similar attack ranges, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he's better in some ways and worse than some obvious ones. But one of the things that makes Venom stick out, of course, is um, Lethal Protector. So if Sentinels have a generic Sentinel Mark IV not in the Sentinel affiliation card that feels really good like that, I see you could drop him in if you feel like dropping in something like Venom, for example. Um, yep. Yeah. Well, we're I think at, we're ready for the next card. Yep, that's what I was about to do. Has questions. So Sentinel Prime Mark IV is the leader of the Sentinel faction. Um, he has the same defensive stats, three, four, four. He costs five, uh, also size five, also movement short. He has 10 health on the front side, eight health on the back. Um, so here's, uh, the laundry list is actually pretty similar. So I'm just going to kind of talk about it really quick. Still has the same, uh, plasma blast. Only it starts with the base five dice instead of four. Uh, otherwise it's the same as the, uh, regular Mark four. Same suppression protocols, suspender, it again follows the same pattern, one extra dice. So it's nine dice, but it does cost four power. So one more dice for one more power. He does have his affiliation. Um, when an enemy character is dazed, after the effect is resolved, choose a number of ally characters equal to the dazed character's threat value. Each chosen character gains one. A character cannot 
uh, gain more than one result of, of this ability each turn. So if you daze two different characters, and so you have two during the same turn, and you have two uh, instances of being able to resolve this, you couldn't give more than one power to any single character. Um, he also has restraint cables that work the same way. He has a new thing called pattern analysis. Um, is, is this do what, I feel like we have another character who has this? It's Sherry. It. What's that? It's exactly Sherry's rule. Yes, it's exactly Sherry's rule. So a character within four. Yep, uh, it's exactly that. So basically, it is Sherry's rule now on a large base. Um, he has power matrix just like the other one, and Sentinel programming just like the others. On his backside, you would think it would be the same, but it actually, is not. Uh, so his backside, his some of his stuff changes, but not his attacks. His attacks stay the same, but his um, overloading power core occurs. So instead of getting his power matrix, which just gives him two power at the end, he basically gains um, exactly uh, Green Goblin's instability rule. During the power it's phase, you roll five dice, yeah. but something else happens. Yeah. So. Oh, you're right, it is different. So during the power phase, roll five dice for each crit and a hit, he gains a power. Uh, if at least one skull is rolled, he suffers a damage. So it only works on crits and hits, and he uh, also takes damages for skulls. You're right, that is different. So it's a new yeah. it's a new kind of green goblin kind of mixed with red skulls <laughs> thing. It is very weird. Yeah. Yep. Okay, um... So I think pan pattern analysis is the, the question mark. Is that enough to make these guys good? And I think the answer is maybe. Because if you're looking at turn two's like attrition swing, your guys are going to have enough power to do fully empowered plasma blasts, and the big sentinel's going to have enough power to fully reroll three of the dice. And so you'd be potentially putting effectively ten dice energy attacks into people on turn two. And you have board control and a, a lot of hit points. I don't know if that's enough, but it's real cool. I feel like this guy's very aggressively costed for a five. I think he he feels. With... I don't know. He doesn't do anything really defining other than his pattern analysis. I, I think ten health and eight health is pretty large. Um, also, his plasma blast doesn't break. Yes. Yep. Um, so I'm I'm with Parker on this one. Uh, whereas I wouldn't splash the fours, I could see taking him as a standalone five. Yeah, I could see that. Purely based on that health pool. Like, oh my god, that's yeah. just a ton of meat to chew through. Not as resilient as, like, a juggernaut, hmm. but you park him somewhere, he's got ten health to chew through, and then he's spitting out eight dice builders at range three. Um, like, forget about his leadership, his pattern analysis, just think of that. Like, people love, uh, Scarlet Witch, right? She's a turret, she kills whatever she wants. But she's super fragile. Okay, compare her to this guy. Uh, yeah, I'll take him, put him on the point, because you're gonna have to go through a lot more work to get him down. Also, he can pattern analysis his own dice. So if you're damaging him and you're not like one-shotting him, he is constantly rolling his defensive dice, making that the three va uh, physical not uh, as hard to feel. Also, the four uh, mystical and energy can get really hard to overcome if you're trying to kill him with energy or mystic. Yep, like I said, I just think he is not. I like your I like your word. He's aggressively costed. I don't think he's overpowered, broken, but I think he's a good solid five that I could see taking any time you want someone to do what the bear should have been doing, which is sit on a point and not die. Yeah. Um. So I think he, they're comparable to um, Black Dwarf in that way. 
They've got he's got board control. He's a little power hungry, and he only hits hard if he has a lot of power. And he's a brick that's hard to move. Um, so as the five point version, he's obviously superior to Black Dwarf, but I don't know. I think the fours are kind of in that realm for me. I think one of the things I'll say about the mutant hunters, a lot of people are instantly kind of disappointed by that. As someone who's played first of the Black Order a lot, I think I played almost uh, over a dozen Black Order games, and I only played Thanos once. I never played his leadership either. Um, I could tell you that if a lot of people were mad, it's, it's not dazed or KO'd. You only get the power for KO'd. I can tell you that in the pace of this game, by the time you're KOing people, power is not the problem. Power is the mm-hmm. problem when you're actually needing to daze people because you're usually expending a lot of resources to get the daze. You're also in that point of the game, you're spending lots of power on scenarios and tactics cards trying to get that early advantage. So that's when you really love having that nice smoothing out of your power curve by getting rewards for winning, uh, for being dazed. Uh, dazing other characters and when you spread it out to all characters there's no um there is no uh, range problem it just happens whenever you daze people it feels it feels really good i actually think that every time mutant hunters will proc for me i will really like it and appreciate it it will not feel like useless it will feel very very effective especially like brandon uh pointed out and i think it's jeremy also pointed out that he they can always use their power they can always use it so it mm. turn it turns into damage at least if you're just running sentinels of course anybody else who you give power to you're talking about more more uh, so yeah ways. it's interesting because they're so front loaded like their front side is where all their power is for the most part they really mm-hmm. fall off a cliff on the back side and so it's all about getting that early <clears throat> punching in and getting those early efficiency trades. And I'm, I'm wondering if that's going to be their downside. It's like if you can just hang on till turn three, they fall apart. The average number of dice that Prime gets on his backside is 1.875. So dice. his power is about the same as the front. He just takes a little damage for it. Oh, you're saying the amount of power he generates? Yeah. Okay. With a with so, a roll looking for crits and hits, yeah. Yeah, crits and hits, three eighths chance times five dice, one point eight seven five. So that's why I think he's in a much better spot. Both. Yeah, and yeah. his gun not breaking is pretty big. Yep. Um, now on the backside, I think the other sentinels are gonna have enough power to just throw their uh, their suppression attack at him anyway. So, which is still range three and uh, like eight dice. You should never throw that. Versus your plasma leak. Oh, the leak on the back. Okay, never mind. Yeah. 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 No. You're, you're know, I'm, saying, I'm saying basically once you're on the back, you're, you're throwing that whenever you can because the mm-hmm. plasma leak is a real question mark. One thing I thought I didn't realize they couldn't overspend on the back because it's broken mm-hmm. um, until a minute ago. I was going to say that would be awesome because you could overspend it to seven, get your double exploding crits, and then use um, anal- or pattern analysis to re-roll your crit dice into other hits and so they don't deal damage to you, which would be extra cute, <laughs> but uh, it's whatever. Uh, another funny thing about size fives that I thought of is if you're playing this faction, which I will be, then you have three large bases on the board. And if, if you're not playing a, another large base because you're trying to get really cheeky uh, with your running character, um, that is a lot of area denial. That's a lot of just like space on the board your opponent can't be. You can put them in such a way that it's really hard for your opponent to get to the thing they want to get to. One of the things I think is kind of an unwritten unwritten bonus of playing as a sentinel list is that you're going to be at the very beginning have a weird advantage in terms of, of 
presence of the board, creating functionally impassable, you know, perfect blocking, not blocking terrain, but in, in, in stoppable terrain. You can't stop there. It makes it interesting. Parker, have you, have you looked this up or are you just like talking in general? What do you mean? Like actually put large bases down and seeing how it works? Yeah. No, I have not uh, done that. Is that so you can exactly use three large bases, large bases to completely wall off a single objective. Mm hmm. If there's no other contributing factors, mm -hmm. um, so someone has done the the geometry and and shown that if you you have to be it's a fairly small variance, but if you're basically I think it's just outside the objective space, there's not room for a small base in the middle, and the small bases on the outside are not within range one of the objective. But I was you can also just look at the game board and go like, well, he's got a small move, yeah. so he's he's not going to be able to move towards me, and then he can't do. You know, so then yeah. your, your Hulk can't gamma leap and effectively come to attack my guy behind my mm -hmm. my Sentinel, right? The front Sentinel has got to be the one that gets engaged because it's hard to get to the back Sentinel. So I think that's really yeah. interesting that this is something kind of baked into an army full of large bases is they kind of have to get the guy in front oftentimes if they only have short-range attacks. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see this to see this play, but I, I have a lot of hope, and one of them is in the Sentinel Prime. I think he's going to give it yeah i think up. the only way the faction works is with prime yeah can't wait Jeremy. to we play spiders and all three of your sentinels go walking the wrong direction every turn yeah <laughs> oh, maybe Whatever. i think it's it's fine sure i think if the sentinels get all the spiders you have a different problem <laughs> <laughs> just three of them i'll take two okay there's only three sentinels uh jeremy do you have any thoughts on sentinels as a whole I think this fact, this affiliation will be defined by its tactic card. I, I think that there's going to be a card that is going to define what's happening with this with these guys. Um, I think as is, I I don't think I I, I don't think they're that interesting. Um, I, I think it's cool that they didn't blow it up and give them all like, you know, an eight point prime and a six point, six point, you know, like craziness. Um, I think they made it I don't think playable. it would have been balanceable. Yeah. I think they, they would just be dog shit or broken as fuck. Yeah. So I'm kind of glad I, they went this route. Yeah. Which is fine. Um, but I do think they're going to have a Texas card that's ridiculous and uh, that will get them played, which is cool. I have, I, I have absolutely wait till hope. Can't wait till the Texas card just Age of Ultron for one Sentinel. They just call in another Sentinel for eight for eight. Power. Oh my god! Oh, it's gonna be so great. <laughs> I think after I used to think that that was something they gave to factions they were purposely trying to keep on the power curve, and then Winter Guard happened, and I was like, oh, so it's possible to just have nothing. That yeah, but we you. know they hate Winter Guard because we've seen their cards. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's it's kind of strange. I was expecting that exact same thing, Jeremy. But after Winter God has taught me to hope for nothing. But even in my opinion, these guys are already set up for a lot more to do than Winter Guard, even if nothing happens to their Texas cards. So, okay, that's a whole different discussion. And uh, until you play into Winter Guard and choke on their nonsense, uh, that's a whole different thing. Okay. I think it's pretty obvious they were trying to do a very specific thing with Winter Guard, and that was make X-Force not the worst affiliation. <laughs> if you say so. Jeremy has found his new kryptonite. Everybody else has, won, has found their new punching bag. I love this situation. Okay. Could be. All right. So I have one more question for you guys for on this topic. Uh, 
who are your go-to drop-ins to fill out your points with your Sentinel list? Because the Sentinels add up to 13 points, so you've got some points left. I have no idea. All right, strong strong information, Jeremy. You like that? This. <laughs> I have not thought about it. Give me 10 seconds. Uh, well, in that case, I'll go first with my favorite two-pointer is Wong. Because what's better than healing and removing negative effects for two points? Doing it from very he far al- away. He also holds a back point, really. Yeah, I was going to say, doing it from very far away also because of the large bases. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, anybody who has a a buff or a, a like a pocket, I think it's going to be really strong, like Zemo, because you can actually extend that out a long way away and protect Zemo behind them. Wong is another good example of someone who can do that. Um, anybody who likes to flip over, like Winter Soldier, like the new um, uh, Fury... Like, I think anybody who wants to flip. Also, I actually considered uh, regular Nick Fury because he, he just gives you something to extra bodies, right, for four points. If you want to do it one four-point mm-hmm. option, it's a really effective um, guy who's going to be like extracts and Nick Fury, who's not a total asshole. Um, so I think it's... Uh, I think it, it would be... After playtesting him, I want to see, like, what scenario do they really struggle with? And it'll be putting models in that are going to help me with specifically that. I think you either need bodies for objectives, in which case you're talking about people like Lizard. Like, I want the most survivable three points to go hold objectives or sit in objectives. Or, you go attrition with, in the three-point range, Zemo X-23, and you use the sense to bring people in, and then use your other models to just murder them. So I think there's two ways you could go. And you might even have them. If you're going to play Scent, you're going to have a lot of Splash characters available to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I you actually don't think dual uh, affiliate. Luke Cage and um, Red Guardian are also good. Because Red Guardian's got yeah. the board control and a little bit of the protection stuff. And then Luke Cage just buying your Sentinel another turn might be worth it alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually thought um, with all the pulling stuff and the need for your Sentinel's dice to become stronger... Um, um, Heimdall. Heimdall's not a bad choice. He can also hide behind the Sentinels. Um, and if you ever want to try to go over the Sentinels to attack Heimdall, it, it feels great. Otherwise, I feel like you him. already have the rerolls, and you don't. The only times you would need to move is if you're moving to object to contest objective, because if you they're within range four, you can just pull them towards you. Mm-hmm. So you don't really need to get any closer. And you already have rerolls with Sentinel Prime. I feel like Heimdall, while good, would be kind of more of the same. I don't think you're wrong. I think it is it is more of the same, but is that I do not know if that's exactly what you want. I'd play Say it. at that point, I think Lockjaw might actually be better because it's a bigger place. He has mm-hmm. more power, and you can actually up your dice pool instead of getting more rerolls. Mm-hmm. I think also it's need... really hard to move him away from Lockjaw, yeah. so Lockjaw always gets his power. Also, last minute saving a Sentinel sounds really good. <laughs> yeah, competitively speaking, they are missing uh, any way to throw. They're also missing any way to do movement shenanigans. By yeah. shenanigans, I mean move at all, like across the board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if They're your opponent, not the most nimble people. No, if your opponent picks up the single extract and moves away, I think your entire team of sense is like shit. Like if you don't have Black Panther and Black Cat, you know some people who can actually reach out and affect the board somewhere else besides where they're at. Um, uh, you could send one sentinel up, double move, and then like pull them forward, and then just sure. chain pull them. Yeah, like, short. It's and then they worst go and case move. Scenario. Yeah, worst case scenario for sure. But mm-hmm. anyway, that, if I, yeah, 
depending on the situation, you need to have someone in your list, competitively speaking, that can get somewhere. Or right, a lockjaw to like really help the Sentinels right. get or up the board. Or lockjaw to just two. go get them. Yeah. yeah. Can I tell you I'm really excited to play with these guys? It's I'll Magneto, like but go ahead. Super, it's not Magneto. <laughs> super hot take. There's going to be a Rainbow Bridge tactic card for them. Betcha. Mm. Oh, I would I would be surprised if they don't have a, a mobility tactics card, given what we've seen. That would be really surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they're going to have a crazy tactics card, though. Like something I know, that we like seen before. No, oh, fucking an Age of Ultron for all three of them. Like some sort of crazy shit. I think they'll have like some kind of like repair nanites or something like like a We Are Groot type card. And by the way, Groot in this list is not terrible either because We Are Groot healing a bunch of damage would be fun. It's also really uh, easy to again. It's another one of those bubbles that would touch multiple character ads. Yeah. yeah. And just patch up in general, just like an extra five hit points. Like, yeah. you're talking about healing a, maybe a silly amount. Also, anyway, though, Rocket and Groot are really efficient, you know, go do their own thing five point and it's two characters. Kind of, yeah. yeah. But you're wrong because there's a better five point option. Are you ready? Mm. Modok. Got a fourth large base. <laughs> and Modok has his psychic fortress to give them all cover. And he has aim lackeys to give them an extra move. It's perfect. Mm. The aim lackeys yeah. is not nothing because the small move and the large it's base not. is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. If you have five points, one of the cool things about them, like like Aaron said, when I was getting ready to list build for him, is I was like, okay, here's my three uh, models in my faction, and the rest is just what I need. It's just like a whoa, big whoa. tool chest. They have four models in their faction. Here's the three models in my faction. <laughs> I stand by my original statement. I refuse to play that bitch because I tried so hard. <laughs> that bitch. Remember when we talked about if you were on a boat and what model you if you had to throw a model overboard you'd throw Cassandra Nova overboard. Yep. And I was like, why not Viper? And you're like, oh yeah, she's in the game. <laughs> I actually would keep Viper. I would keep Viper if you told me you must throw away one. I mean, I wouldn't with even. What we know now, you. Would, I wouldn't but... even look down at my collection. It would be a no look. Huck. You would just. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just that is this is the one. You're like, sorry, right. sorry. what was the question? I heard throw a model <laughs> overboard. <laughs> so, do you think these guys would be good just as a solo three-man package on sword base? Are you talking about like 14 points? Yeah, 14 points, play a point down, and just put one sentinel on each sword base objective. Is that Could you win with that? No. Uh, you don't think so? I would instead do Winter Soldier uh, and a two-pointer. That's what I would do. See, you could have stopped and just said no, but... Fine... All right, cool. Moving on, uh, Parker, you have a comic corner for us this week. Yeah, I have actually in honor of uh, my Sentinel Bro Bros. I've got uh, the latest, and let's all shed a tear for Jonathan Hickman's last um, stab at the X Men. He basically set up for those of you who are unaware. Uh, he set up the current Marvel. Uh, take on the X-Men. It's, it's kind of been dubbed by the fan community the Krakoan age of the X-Men where they have their own island and they're doing their own thing, basically trying to establish themselves as a world power rather than this, you know, uh, hide and try to do good things. Um, so it the, his last uh, big event is called Inferno and as the name suggests, it is a lot of, a lot of shit comes, you know, comes to a head and burns up. Um, None the least of which, uh, spoiler alert, 
uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it because if you haven't seen it yet, this like this talking about this comic is so apocryphal and vague, it becomes impossible. But Moira, Moira McTaggart is a really key cornerstone character because she's revealed to be a mutant. Uh, this is like two years ago. She was revealed to be a mutant. And she is the reason why the X-Men are taking this new stance because she has lived multiple lifetimes. That's her mutant ability as she always reincarnates. And so what she has learned is that the mutants always lose. Eventually, machines and humans work together. Machines beget humans, humans beget machines in a cycle until the mutants can't keep up and they lose. Yes. Um, just a point of order. You said that she reincarnates. Just mm-hmm. for clarity, uh, she reincarnates at her normal time of birth. Yes. Like so all she basically the way back groundhog birth. days her whole life. Yes. And so yes. she has to live through her whole life. And it's a really cool story. House of X, Power of X, like talks about her life and what that would do to a person it's really fantastic but um this comes to a head as one of her big sticking points with willing to work with professor x and magneto to set this whole krakoan thing is that uh there can be no precogs no precognitive mutants because they're the only ones that can see through her and like what she tries to do to destiny basically and so the character destiny is the one she hates the most because she is the super strong precognitive mutant mystique is destiny's uh wife so she mystique is working really hard to get destiny to come to back come back to life or die trying um this situation between the sub this this dark triangle uh, the shadows going on between the x-men characters uh, professor x magneto um mystique and moira all comes to a head and one of the big moments that happens is uh uh, that I'll, no, no, this is not a big spoiler. Omega, which is a Sentinel, um, uh, and Omega is a basically think of like Gen Two Sentinel, right? So she is a combination of human and Sentinel um, tech. She reveals that she is actually not from this era in the Marvel universe. She's from an alternate timeline where, get this, the mutants won, and so she basically knows how the mutants win. And that's the reason why she's in their current timeline working against them, because she was sent back kind of like Terminator 2 style to kill the mutants because in her timeline, mutants always win. So Hickman writes this really cool way out for the mutants. But then what does uh, Omega Sentinel and the newly formed Nimrod Sentinel, the like peak of Sentinel technology, what are they going to do to stop the X-Men and the other Krakoan mutants? If you'd like, if that sounds just awesome, if that sounds like just fantastic science fiction, and you want to see how man plus machine goes up against mutants, check out Inferno. It also unravels a lot of the plot threads that have been building for all of the different comic titles while Hickman's been in charge. Um, I'm really excited to see what happens next because the end of Inferno is also fantastic. It leads it open again to more stuff. So if you want to know what the next chapter is going to start like, read inferno it just came out not too long ago it's super good really fun to read cool i think you did a good job of giving them just enough information without blowing everything up yeah the it sounded like a lot right that was Mm. like one fiftieth of the stuff that happens it's yeah yeah cool it is super cool all right well i think that's gonna wrap it up for us today unless you guys have anything else you want to chat about before we get done no all right Uh, Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, This has been Brandon. And Parker. And Jeremy. And Aaron. And thank you for listening to The Gang Rounds Up All the Mutants.
So what are we going to call this thing? Ah, I got it. Okay. Incredible, new, fantastic, astonishing, mighty, original, uncanny, sensational podcast. I'm just going to put down Infamous. We did it! We did it. I'm so proud of you guys. I'm so proud of everyone here. I was gone for a week and y'all lost your fucking minds. Oh, shut up. You're <sighs> just Jesus mad Christ. that we made up with the forums. Yeah. No. No. We Until finally... this week. Now we're mad again. No. No, no. We've always been nice to the forums. The forums are our You fun. guys are mad. Let's not. You're bullshitting our audience. They know better. The forums are my friend. Because nope. every time I read it, I find out new new rules I can manipulate to my benefit. <laughs> oh my god! What's the what's that old slogan like? Ridiculing something relentlessly is the like truest form of flattery. Is that what it was? Yeah, that's by Socrates, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's Plato. It's pronounced so. It's pronounced Socrates. Socrates. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Man, he was Socrates. <laughs> Get it? I can't say it. His name. I can't say it. <laughs> can't say it. Oh my the god. Ma- the man okay. doesn't deserve that. What's uh, more important, stop the presses. Stop the presses. Uh Sandman, I watched the entire thing on the flight to Florida mm-hmm. and then I finished it on the way back. Holy shit. That is a good so you say show. It's a real Rick and Morty situation, That is a huh? good show. You need to watch it immediately. Okay. Very, very I, good. I'm on episode 7. And well I really liked the episode that I just watched. It's the episode with he he, he hangs out with his sister for one mm-hmm. half of it, and the other half he uh, oh shit, what was just what was the second half? Because the, the the part where oh he hangs out with his friend, um, yep. his friend, uh, like, the one that yeah 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 yeah. I'm no, not I spoil it. It's so good and so different. Like it just yeah. feels different, and it's just for folks that love sci-fi slash just something a little different. A little dramatic, a little uh, just not drama garbage. It's it's so good. Yeah, uh, Sarah was after that episode. She's like, "Wow, this show is really different. Like, very, very different." They spent like a like if you would have pitched that episode to a modern storyteller, I don't know how they would have let you make it. But it, it worked. It was it worked great. I really enjoyed it. But that episode was so different. In terms of well, pacing, I can't ever like how many acts like, it was. It was so interesting. Yeah, like I can't uh, like watching it and the way it's written and the way the characters act and everything. Like I can't figure out what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Like my expectations are always like I have no idea. Like I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, on episode four, the main bad guy, like the main plot that I thought was going to be the whole series, mm-hmm. was just. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I thought this was the whole plot. So what's no, the rest of the yeah. show? Okay. We're getting pretty close to spoilers here. So let's, whoa, uh, let's spoiler alert! A bit. Well, no, I'll, I'll tell you an episode. I'll tell you an episode. <laughs> You're four. literally talking about the plot points and what you expected to happen. No, let's, let's uh, move on. well, let, let's let's say this. I'll say Parker's this. Terrible. Uh, this that I don't this want does to this does the same. <laughs> this show doesn't get it. This show <laughs> he does to like it. series. I'm not going to stop. This show does to series arcs. <laughs> What uh, Batman, uh, uh, the, sorry, the Dark Knight does to did to me for movies, yeah. is I went, huh? 
I didn't know a movie could have this many conclusions. Yeah. Um, that's what that sh- that's what this show did. It has well, this I many think conclusions. When they start using, I mean, they've done it before. It's just been a while since I've watched one that was um, written by a very smart, clever um, author. Like mm-hmm. the guy who writes that is really a cool author. Are you talking about the, the screenwriter or Neil Gaiman? Neil Gaiman. Is he fucking done yet? Yeah. Neil Gaiman's such a good writer. Like wa- listening or like reading his stuff is like watching this show. It's mm-hmm. very clever. It's very just like, oh, I never thought of life that way. Um, lots of things like that. It's really, really good. Also, side note, um, the new Jurassic Park was on the plane, and so I pulled it up, and I turned it off entirely and watched uh, Sandman instead. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Won't watch it. Sounds about uh, right. I don't fault you for that one. My boys even said, and they're 10 years old, they said, we watched it, and it was mostly about bugs. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> But I'm fucking out. Like, I'm like okay. that was it was a serious plot point. Yeah, I uh, I have like five episodes of Sopranos left. Oh man, have you been you've been tearing into it, huh? Well, I've been on season five for like two weeks now. It feels like, but uh, I've just been really busy. So like getting home at three a.m. and shit like that. So it's just like I don't I don't really have time to watch more than maybe one episode yeah. every couple days. As where I watch like yeah like a season in a sitting before. Um, but yeah, it's been pretty good. It seems to be, I don't know, it felt like it was kind of like, you know, as it's like the series start wrapping up, uh, it like starts to narrow, right? Like all the plot points mm-hmm. come together. It felt like the first half of the season, it was doing the opposite. It was like everything was fraying out even more. And now it's like, now it feels like they're kind of like knee jerk, get everything together at the end. And so I'm not sure how it's going to go. I think I got to season two ish. Like, would you say it's worthwhile to go through that? Um, so I watched, because HBO Max is stupid, um, I watched the first three episodes of season two and thought that they were the first three episodes of season one. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, play show. And then they were like, would you like to start at the beginning? I was like, yes. And then it just starts playing and he's in Italy. And I'm like, I'm very confused. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know who any of these people yeah. are. Yeah, it's so... It just started season two because apparently uh, somebody had stopped watching in season two. And so just restarted season uh, two. That was me because it's my yeah. account. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was very dumb. But uh, it once I watched season one, I was like, this makes way more sense now. Gotcha. Uh, season one's about his annoying fucking mother. Like, ugh. Yeah. Um, so there's definitely some, like, it feels like they're really hammering the point across of, like, these people are unhinged and deranged and, but they seem normal a lot of the time. And so just out of nowhere, someone flies off the handle and does absolutely a ridiculous level of violence. And you're just like, okay, that's clearly not like I've been around like criminals and psychotic people. And like, this is not how they act, but okay. (laughs) Like, like whatever, (laughs) that's fine. It's just, it feels very forced. Mm hmm. Um, season five yeah or just in general no just the show in general okay like the violence that comes out of like some people you see it coming and that's better but when you're just like this guy just randomly murders somebody for literally no reason and he doesn't even know why i'm like that's not how people act like Mm -hmm. maybe you're like that like some people are like that but they figure out who those people are real fast because they're like that and they get thrown in prison immediately (laughs) like because they they get caught because they just violently kill people for no reason (laughs) 
Hmm. It's like if you walk into a grocery store and just murder someone in aisle three because they looked at the crackers, like you don't keep walking around and have a successful business. Like that's not who you are. So, Did you ever watch it's just the very wi- odd. You ever watch The Wire? Have you watched that one yet? I have not. I've heard good things, but okay. I haven't gotten around to watching it. Um, I number one. I've heard it's the greatest TV show. I will never people. go to Baltimore and not feel like I'm about to get murdered because of okay. that show. But it's really good anyway. Like it's another HBO show. But yeah, check out yeah. The Wire after you get done with that. I have a bunch of other stuff to watch first, but yeah, I want to watch The Godfather next because I've. Oh, you haven't seen, seen those. Godfather. Yeah, and so I've always like I've always wanted to sit down and watch mm-hmm. it. I just never have you know nineteen hours free, so yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't really, <laughs> don't just turn it on and like whatever. Let's see what happens. Like, but I can tell you that I watched Goodfellas and it was massively disappointing. Oh, you didn't like, like Goodfellas? I was so bored and because you're racist, you don't like thing. Italians. No, because I loved Casino. Like Casino was. Great. Oh, they're two different movies. Come on now. Yeah, they are, but like. At, look, so I'm watching them in the wrong order, right? Like the the Goodfellas was like the start yeah. of the like, what's his name? Um, Joe Pesci fuck. being a psycho. No, the the director. Oh, Scorsese. Scorsese. It was like the beginning of Scorsese's run in like the mob movies, mm-hmm. and so clearly it's just like setting the groundwork for what the mafia was like, right? And Casino is just like the evolution of that later mm-hmm. on, and obviously like they have different points, but. That's kind of what it was. Yeah. I also watched The Irishman, and it was Ugh. it was definitely better than Goodfellas, but it was so oh man, um, whoa! Look, we just lost so many people. Just <laughs> clicked stop on the podcast. This is like right the people now. are like uh, Empire Strikes Back is the greatest movie of all time. It's like go watch it with fresh eyes. It's not that it's Ugh. good, but it's not it's not what you think it is. Wow. Okay. All right. Hot it's take. Just the Hot takes, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's fine. I stand by it. Any I like I like Empire Strikes Back. I like the other two in the series as well. I mean, the prequels were pretty boring and bad, but the new ones were mm-hmm. fine too. I, look, I'm not going to fight you about Star Wars. I really don't give a shit. Um, yeah. The new I Game like of Thrones. A lot more. The new Game of Thrones shit is really good. Have checked it out yet? Anybody? Mm-mm. Too cheap for HBO Max. Yeah. I am more. I'll say this. I'm more interested in watching the new Game of Thrones than the old Game of Thrones. Man, it's really so, good. Like, we went from a 0.5 to a 0.75 okay. on my interest level. All right. How about am, the Lord of the Rings? How about the I'm new one? I'm way more those? interested in watching that. I would have watched. I actually sat down to watch it multiple times and said, no, I'm in the middle of watching three shows at once. I need to just finish one of them and then start a new one. So I'm watching Always Sunny. Um, oh, my God. No, I'm watching Always Sunny, The Orville, Harley Quinn, and Sopranos like all right now. Okay. So I need to fucking finish one or two of those first. Maybe. I'm halfway through The Boys and then uh, <gasps> season five of Walking Dead. That's with, that's with the family. I are wit- you, How I... are you enjoying The Boys? It's good, but not great. Yeah. Wait, go ahead again. The Boys, how did you like it? It's good, but not great. Yeah. Uh, so what, okay, so where are you at with the series? Where are you at? Uh, end of season two, I think. Maybe beginning season three. Huh. All right, it might not be the show for you. Okay, it's good. Not oh, great. it's totally fine. I'm not okay. displeased watching it. But uh, okay. I'm one of those guys that it doesn't take a lot to keep me entertained watching a show or a movie. Okay. Like, yep. It has to be really bad for me to like really wish I had my two hours back. What um, if I told you a tiny man is going to climb into a penis hole 
I knew this already. <laughs> yeah. Does that help? That's you? why he started watching it. Yeah, that was the only well, reason. Well, spoiler alerts, right? Like, is this... <laughs> there's no. It's the first thing that fucking happens. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not a plot point. No. Okay. It just happens. I will. I. I think everyone will admit when he said, "I want you inside me." That's not what I was expecting. No, that 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 was a uh, non-pleasant surprise. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, it was a tiny man doing a shitload of cocaine. Uh, I don't know what exactly I expected out of that situation. Yikes. So uh, what What ensued of... while I was gone? What did you guys talk about? Like, what happened? Nothing. Nothing? nothing. You listened to the podcast. No, but what I didn't did... listen to the preamble. Like, We're not going to just like... talk about the preamble. No, no, no. I understand that, but I feel like I'm out. Like, I don't even know. Maybe you just shouldn't sad. disappear next time, fuckhead. Yeah. That sounds like we literally gave you access to the audio recording of what we said. And you're like, but tell me. Just give me the cliff notes. Like, just listen to it. Um, this is on you. Yeah, but, like, I want the cliff notes. You're like the person that shows up at the book club mm-hmm. after not even reading the cliff notes and asking someone to explain the plot to you. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, and? What's your point? <laughs> what's your fucking point? You I, like can find Jeremy, someone to explain it. I think I can actually sum up pretty much everything happened last okay, week. Okay, go. Like Thank you. I sentence. appreciate it. I All appreciate right. it. Go. So, Jeremy, what happens when you don't pay your exorcist? You get repossessed. I hate you so much. <laughs> <sighs> got him. Ladies and gentlemen, I got him. <laughs> Took you two weeks to come up with that? <laughs> no, I've been sitting on this one for... Uh, oh, I've been sitting... This is like a classic dad oh. joke, right? Hmm. And so I've been sitting on this one for you to get back. Um, Parker, Parker said I don't cuss enough. He doesn't use his angry words like kerfluffle. <laughs> no, I don't worry. Don't I'm working on it. Is that you? But you said something like, uh, "What did you say?" Like Great Caesar's <laughs> ghost. You just used a really like super. Or it was, it was good, good G's or something like that. It was. I can't remember what it was. I don't remember what I said. It was um, jumping Jehoshaphat. I think it's like, important that I tell you all right now that my kid turned around and said, "What the f?" to me. <laughs> Exactly like that, and didn't realize that that, that was a bad thing, and it also <laughs> counts. I was that like, <laughs> so I can appreciate any sort of like restraint. All right. So when so. I upload stuff on YouTube like these podcasts, I click the not intended for children. So we need to earn that. <laughs> yeah. God damn. I I have a timer that goes off that tells me, hey, it's time to do it. And I'll drop an F bomb here and there. It's just part of it. Is it just while you're sleeping, or like, does it only work when you're awake? Uh, unfortunately, it's while I'm sleeping as well. Okay. I'm a professional. And you wonder why your kids say it? Mm. True. It's the only problem when they tell their mother. Yeah, or their teacher. Ooh, yikes. Jason used to get calls from the schools like, hey, um, we have a fairly serious conversation that we need to have. Can you come in? He's like, I'm actually busy. I can't make it in during school hours. Can we just talk about it over the phone? They're like, well, your daughter used the F word in school today. He's like, okay, so what's the problem? And they're like, <laughs> he's like, uh, they can't do that. He's like, oh, we'll just tell her that then. Tell her she can't do it. Like, uh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> didn't know how to respond. He's like, yeah, he's like, she could swear at home as long as she's respectful. It's fine. <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> like, yep. like I did not know yeah. how to handle it. Well, it's yep. because 
teachers do that kind of shit all the time. They tell people, they call parents and they go, so this really, this, this thing happened. And then they just kind of leave it there like a cat with a dead bird. Just like, mm-hmm. look at this thing. And you're like, and the, what's the parents supposed to fucking do with that? Like, oh, you know what? From here, I guess I'll fix this thing. <laughs> like, that's not something anybody could do. If you're calling a parent, the only thing you should be telling them is how you're going to fix it, not how, mm-hmm. not what happened. It's you're, you're not a talk, reporting service. So my favorite thing at a parent-teacher conference this happened. You'll you're gonna appreciate this, Parker. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about stuff, and they're like, math is this, and you know, English this, and they're reading, and everything is great. And um, she goes, you know, I don't, I don't think your kid likes me, and I was like. I was unaware he was supposed to like you. What is that even? I go, I, I swear to God, without hesitation, I go, I never liked a single one of my teachers. I'm not sure what you want me to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and of course, my ex, who was my wife at the time, was just like horrified. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I fucking hated school every day I went. I don't yeah, know what to tell oh, you. Man, is, I absolutely hated being in school. It's... You know, it's it's one of those things like, wait, what, so what the person said was, I, I guess you could have responded with, so you're telling me that my son doesn't want to do things, but he's still able to do them. He sounds like a very like well-adjusted person, like he, like he he doesn't like you or the place that he's doing them, but he still does them anyway. That's that's great skills for life. Thanks, I guess. Uh, like, I don't like yeah. The, the, what what are you supposed to do with that other than be impressed with your son? Like I don't know. I I brought him home and beat him. As you're supposed to, right? I just, I brought him home and I was like, you know, I beat him and then I asked him questions like, do you like your teacher? And he's like, I don't. And I beat him more. So then he was able, yeah, I mean, like, obviously. I don't. What the fuck? That was the psychological torture in between the physical torture. Like, like, this is everybody I told that story to was basically like, why did the teacher even say that to you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I I don't know. So on a different topic, um, I came up with another slogan that we can put on our t-shirts. So our first option is the gang goes to a con because we would have the shirts at the con, which I thought would be funny. Second option is the gang sells t-shirts. What do you think? (laughs) The gang sells t-shirts on the t-shirt that we're selling for the con? It's like super meta. That is wonderful. I vote three votes for that. That's what I want. Cool. Why well, vote ten shirts against or ten votes against? Oh dang it, he outvoted me. <coughs> I think absolutely the gang sell shirts is by far the best one. So I'll be honest, excited. I don't like either of them. You don't like either of them? No. I will wear I would wear both of them. Well what's a slogan you would like? Give me an example. Wait, I, I thought we were so I, I thought we were selling I have these. Great shirts. taste. I am a fr- <laughs> I'm afraid to give you an example now because it'll be bad right off the top of my head. But uh, well, that's just because your opinions are bad. This is this is a true statement. Are you sure you haven't been talking to my wife? <laughs> well, I just know that I've come up with two ideas for T-shirts, and you guys have come up with zero combined. No, I've I've come up with three votes for your idea. Though, so that's no, what I have. That doesn't count as your own idea. No, like, I I'm telling my you, my name is Parker. There, I also like to party. You can't there is say you not, like to party. There is not an idea that could be better than your second idea. Well, I'm not asking for a better idea. I'm asking for an idea. Uh, I want everyone to come up with okay. two ideas, and okay. then we can vote. Let's. Can we all just be fair that when Parker gets to come up with slogans and oh, titles, that's, that's actually that it's point. always just <laughs> hours of nonsense. 
there are some times that like the fact that something is so bad is why it's so good. Like Nickelback, they were so popular because they were so bad at it. I think it like like they're all just rooting for the underdog, right? I think they were highly consumable. They were like sugar for your ears. But that yeah. is not what I come up with. I come up with horse shit. So I don't think. It... I didn't. We talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like the episode. This is like what the very first. But the very first post-ramble was about was this. This was the topic. So you could be self-deprecating or you could be egotistical. kind of depends on the sense you want to go. But like, you know, uh, bringing it weak since 2020. Something about MCP, though. So what is the leader looking, of this? Like, what is... I'm looking at all of our old podcast titles, and I uh-huh. can't remember the ones that you made. It was so bad. That's not the topic right now. Let's stay. We, we, no, I'm it's looking. Our, it's for, 11 o'clock. I'm looking for years. It's 11 o'clock, and Aaron is going to. His whole thing is. His whole shit is going to shut true. down. That's true. He's limiting. <laughs> You're the reason we started late. Wait, wait. Who was the last one here? Um, Parker was doing dishes, and I have video evidence that I was actually on Discord before anyone else. <laughs> yeah, uh, but. I know, being on, I Discord on Discord is all that matters. At like noon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That I would mean, actually be impressive, because you would I, never remember. I was on this Discord at noon. Aaron, I bet you didn't know this. This was almost the name of our podcast. Are you ready? I am ready. Are you ready? PB and J. No, it was not. <laughs> because it was Parker, Brandon, and Jeremy. It was no, it was never great. even close. It was... You weren't there for episode zero when we were voting on these. Jesus so you Christ. almost got... You almost you guys. lost the, the chance. About infamous MCP putting the style back in... Something about bullshitting MCP since 2020. This is this is what? That's your shirt idea? Yes. I um, I do. Okay, I have one, and I think um, I think something, this. Here something. we go. Nope. I think I got one, there and this is actually legit. Um, so it's got the infamous logo on it, and it said, and it's got. I want. I, I like the quotes. The gang. Uh, the gang checks the rules for him. I think that. God no. Uh, I, that's I the I one like I that wouldn't wear. <laughs> Like but if that. people don't watch or listen, then they'll yeah. just be like, but they, I don't understand. Do they do that? And then they'll oh. listen like, why don't they ever check the forums? Let's be fair. Uh, I should start, I should start my pitch with saying it's not as good as what you came up with. So, okay. What I told did you, you come up getting. with? What is the leader of the pack right now, Brandon? The gang sells t-shirts. Okay. That's the slogan we're going to put on the t-shirt. No. It is both correct and a joke. And this is something we're selling, right? We're not. This is not our. Yeah. Like... So uh, we're going to get them for us, but we'll also have some extra ones to sell. Oh wait, are these are the like the button-up ones you want. No, we're just oh. going to do regular T-shirts first. And if the T-shirts sell, then we'll get fancy shirts. Unless you're going to buy them for us, Mister Rich Boy. You, how much? How much does it cost? <laughs> the Pet Rock made a million dollars. I okay. So I need to clarify here. There we. I. I. I cancel all the silence out of the podcast so people at home won't realize that was like a solid 20 second break no one talking (laughs) so i need to i need to stress that parker just did like like jeopardy music (laughs) in his head like damn it (laughs) i still tell people currently try to try like i (laughs) that's my favorite of all time oh jeremy you just came up with one of the best ones um (laughs) open quote can you just try? Can you just <laughs> Can you just Question try to try? End quote. <laughs> I'm fucking Jerry, serious. That's one of my favorite. The moment you turn to other Brandon, we're like, can you just fucking try, please? 
I've ever Dude, seen in real life. Please, I, I please, re- at re- please recount to me that all the time. Can we please recount to me what was the situation <laughs> where that occurred? Oh, I would love to. Oh, oh it was Magneto's God. fucking rocket. We're dildos. doing the Magneto ultimate encounter, and and Jeremy is super frustrated, like the the kind of frustrated where he's like. I should just scoop my shit up and leave. Uh, but I, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do it because I have a partner, a new player named Brandon, who's playing against Brandon, being a dick, playing Magneto. And so I'm not going to leave him stranded. I'm going to I'm gonna hold tight for my buddy. And he gets up to go get a drink. And Brandon's like, I'm going to activate Scarlet Witch. And he's like, all right, finally, something's going to go our way. And Jeremy comes back from buying his soda and sits down. And he goes, all right, so what are you going to do with Scarlet Witch? She's like, oh, she just went. He like looks at the board, looks up at the health on Magneto, looks back at the board, and he looks like, what did she do? Like he's like, oh, I didn't do anything. And she attacked two constructs and did zero damage <laughs> with a cruel twist and a fucking hex bolt. And then he looks at him and he's just like, got this like I don't know, throws his hands up, sit look on his face. He's like, could you just fucking try, please? I need you to try. <laughs> So bad, and it was like his first game with Brandon, and Brandon's just like, like he didn't give a shit. <laughs> Your the energy you just gave that is not Jeremy energy. The, it, he was Jeremy was it's, very bad. It's, it's, I was it's, drunk it's def- and also frustrated. I was going to say a defeatist Jeremy happening. energy is very. Can you oh no, just the defeatist. The defeat was on Brandon. Brandon already checked out of this game. He's like, I know how this goes. I've seen the comics. Like Magneto wins. Like there's no way. No, and the last thing I want to so do great. is let Brandon win at anything. Yeah, and yeah, and, like so I, I was just. I was just teleporting around yelling shockwave while I just yeah. like yeeted his bottles off the board. And Brandon just like standing in the back holding the base. That's <laughs> He's, what like, that not mission helping could be Jeremy called. at all. And Jeremy's just getting furious because I'm targeting his models and oh, not Brandon's models. I'm getting entirely yeeted. That's exactly the perfect fucking word for it. Just yeeted off the board. Because like, he fucking... has like a fucking nine dice beam five psychic attack in the ultimate encounter for like no reason whatsoever. And so he's just melting all of Jeremy's shit. Oh, it was so funny. <sighs> yeah. Can you just That was try? a great day. Can you just fucking try, please? <laughs> all right. All right. So that's, uh, we got um, terrible option from Parker. We got, what was yours, Aaron? We got something since 2010. Is that what you said? I like putting the style back into MCP bullshit since 2020. What have you started? The style back in. So here's MCP my my two senses. I. What do you think the calling card for this podcast is? What? Uh, well, our, it used to be explicit as fuck, but we kind of stopped doing that. <laughs> uh, Wolverine sucks. <laughs> also true. I don't accept that. Well, why did why does Nigel think it's top three podcast material? Um, do you want me to read what he said? No, just in general. Okay. Just in you know, how is this podcast different than every other podcast about every other subject? Like what is the five word synopsis? It's mostly the energy we bring. Like it's the like devil may care attitude that we enter into every situation with. Really? Yeah, it's like when we it's like if somebody got to a building that was on fire and you're like, fuck it, and grabbed a can of gasoline and ran in and you're like, what is happening? Like, <laughs> that's like how we approach podcasting. <laughs> so it's not super structured, it's not super competitive, it's not totally lax. It's a lot of everything, but at the end of the day, yeah. it's three to four guys sitting around computers just bullshitting yeah. about MCP. 
It's the community. Yeah, we're we're basically like game store chat. Right, is kind of the concept. So, I, so that's what I, I would want to. I'd want to hammer down on that somehow, okay. a, a, in terms of the identity of the podcast and translate that into the t-shirt somehow. That's okay. my two cents. However, that makes sense. I can see that point of view. That's a solid point of view. But denied. I'd like to be known as you know, like maybe like the BBC kind of thing. That'd be better. What? <laughs> someone, someone said recently. Wait, wait. Something... Like the the TV station BBC no. or the internet term someone, BBC? Someone at the uh, during my vacation had described how they got confused with the channel. <laughs> And the whole idea of the big black cock. Of course. Oh, my God. So while you were in Florida, we were talking about this exact same topic last week. Somehow. Yes. Mm -hmm. And people say we don't live in a simulation. What idiots. No, there's no doubt. Yeah. It's a simulation of a simulation within a simulation. All right, uh, so let's go ahead and get started. We can chat about this more afterwards. Um, Perfect. You guys ready? Born ready. Mm-hmm. Here we go. That's the worst. That was the best title. What are you talking about? No. My favorite part is at the end of that, our little, like, our, our intro, which is, is the X-Men. Yeah. Like, the <laughs> take of the X-Men place. Yeah. Which which the game goes all metalhead. Yeah. So word, bad at this. Word, 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 word. I thought about like the gang commits a hate crime, but like I didn't <laughs> oh, know God. if that would be Please taken don't. right. I mean, I think I feel like throwing a bunch of people into a camp because of their, you know, physical being is like basically a hate crime. So how many blue bars do we want this this episode? Uh negative two blue bars. So okay. we can get back to level. Goodbye. I'm not sure if there's like a three strike policy with Spotify and blue bars. <laughs> Not really one of those depths we wish to plunge. Yeah, no. let's uh, let's learn about that when someone else does it. <laughs> All right, so back on the t-shirt topic, did you guys come up with any more t-shirts? I don't know. I had an idea that we could change our logo to Sentinelize instead of Doctor Doomize. What did you think? Uh, I'm all for it. <laughs> Should we actually do that? Should maybe have different eyes in every season or something like that? That could be interesting. I, I was thinking about it, but I, I like these eyes so much, and that would be mm-hmm. a real pain to go through and change. Don't I don't no, think don't you guys. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Jesus you guys realize Christ. how many places that logo Please is. Don't. Okay. Yeah, there's like nine different websites I would have to log into, and then try and remember where all the pictures are. Okay, that's a good idea. Keep it that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't. In, I, I was surprised we didn't get to talk about how Parker lost. Hmm. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, just for the post. Right? I'll leave that there. I'll just leave it there. Like, <laughs> can, I'm like, Mike can drop. I say? Boom. I do want to say one thing before Parker recaps his game. Uh huh. Um, I fucking called it. I called it so hard. You did. Fucking <laughs> dead to rights. Called it. How old's your son, Aaron? He's nine. <laughs> nine. <laughs> Seventeen. He's like sixteen, seventeen, right? Yeah. Seventeen. He's nearly a man. In it took fact, seventeen years. He's this. he's going to turn eighteen before Elvio. He's going to turn eighteen before uh, Parker qualifies. That's that's definitely true. <laughs> that that was always true. 
So he came home and he tells uh, his mother, my wife, I'm going to Vegas, baby, and I'm getting a hooker. (laughs) I said, I feel like it's so relevant he turns 18 before LVO. (laughs) That we're going to have to have a talk because no, you're not. Yeah. Do you know how hard it's going to be to keep us all from buying him a hooker? Uh, It needs to be pretty damn easy. (laughs) I have. Uh, so I have a few questions. First of all, does your son listen to the podcast? <laughs> no. Does your wife listen to the <laughs> podcast? <laughs> Would shock me. Okay, so I understand that there's some friction that having an additional person on your air quotes vacation <laughs> in a small room might cause. And so I was going to point out the fact that he could stay in our room, but that would dramatically limit your ability to ensure Jeremy does not buy him a hooker. Ooh, my sexual frivility versus my son's uh, morality and well-being. Let me think. I'll have to get back to you on that one. You're choosing the amount of sex both of you are going to have over the weekend. (laughs) It's just, they're just locked together, unfortunately. Not going to lie, Brandon, but you said, oh, I I offered him to stay with us. My first thought was, oh, Jesus when something happens to him, how many hookers are supposed am to I be in the room? No, well, I, I, as soon as I thought, I was like, "Oh shit!" Am I responsible when he like fucking dies? Like, <laughs> like when he falls out a window in Vegas, and everybody's like, "How did he fall out of window in Vegas?" Well, I thought he was staying with you. I'm gonna be like, I'd be like, "Ah, he was." Hey, if I could survive alone in Vegas for three days as an 11 year old, surely your son will be fine. He'll be fine. Can I make a non sequitur? So we're traveling to Gen Con. My Syracuse folks are traveling to Gen Con. 12-hour journey, right? Mm-hmm. We realize that we have a 13-year-old in the van that the parents decided could come along with us. And we realized halfway there that we were responsible for a 13-year-old. <laughs> We're no, like, legally, legally, the, the parents are still responsible. I've allowed to watch some true crime. It's definitely still on the parents for letting the kid go. Okay, good. Because we freak the fuck out halfway yeah. through. Now, if they can prove liability, that's a problem. You need to make sure there's zero liability. Oh, my God. Anywho. Yeah, definitely. Like, you're going to You need, need to, to do things out. like leave the room and say, under no circumstances are you to leave before I return. And then just, like, don't lock the door. Your dad door. says <laughs> that you're not allowed to touch this hooker yeah. who's right there that I bought for yeah. you. Yeah, I have been I'll told to that you, have, you understand that this is not accepted, illegal, or permitted. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I have a question. For Aaron, Bean I, Parker is Chanel. And she's right over there. <laughs> I, I actually have a question for you, Aaron. What would I mean? You guys go to cons together, right? So, what would Perrin be doing, like when we're there? Like, because presumably, you know, uh, Jeremy, you know, Brandon, and I are going to be like out. You know, we're going to be drinking. We're going to be hanging out. We may we may hang out with the, you know with the folks who play games and stuff. But Perrin has never like hung out with us even at tournaments, right? I don't even even know well, what I he mean, does when you. I've guys hung out with Perrin at tournaments and stuff, but like okay. you guys weren't there. It's okay. usually me and Aaron making fun of Perrin while we eat food or drink drinks. Like, right, but it's going to be a lot more people than just Perrin there. So I, my guess is, Aaron, yeah. what, what was your vision for what Aaron, what Perrin's doing? What is Perrin excited to do when he's not playing games? Is I guess my question. Uh, so uh, 
a lot of thought in a little bit of time, but uh, we will probably try to make this more of a, a Vegas vacation as opposed to a con experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'd probably do the whole, you know, play until, you know, whenever we get up until 6, a, 6 p.m. and then catch a show. Mm. Uh, go see some Friday Penn and Teller. And Sunday. I would actually out. really like to go see Penn and Teller. I like Penn and Teller. Dude, if, if you look it'll up be, tickets, dude, I'm in. I would it'll be Cirque that. for us, I'm sure. Uh, naked Circus? No, They Cirque. have that there. Cirque du Soleil? They got a lot of naked shit, but yeah. No, no. That's when we come back. We drop them off oh. the hotel. Then my wife and I go <laughs> the naked to <laughs> the, the after hours shit. Gets her all what, hot and What's the weekend? Now. It's like January 26th. Yeah. 26th through the 30th. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the performances do not have their shows booked through 2023 yet. Yeah. So Penn and Teller are in Portland, Oregon the week of the 27th. Right, right. Horseshit. Balls. <sighs> All right, so we're just going to have to do the lesbian twins. Yeah. Sign me up. They're identical in every way, if you didn't know. (laughs) They're just trying to go to college, trying to help. My wife and I have a rule. She doesn't get the no, and uh, she can do whatever she wants. I was going to say, that works both ways. Here is your whole pass. Say what? It's like, why do I get a whole pass? You're like, uh, no reason. (laughs) Different things work for different people. I can do whatever I want, huh? She's like, I'll see you at 2 a.m. Wait a second. <laughs> Hold on. All right. Um, so we should probably, did you already, you already got a hotel, right, Aaron? Yeah. I might change the dates, but I have it for now. Do we have a hotel yet? I don't think we do. I, I hear they have a shortage involved. of hotels in Las Vegas. <laughs> I don't think there's a shortage of hotels in the place that you're going. <laughs> I think the Rio still has availability for the weekend. Yeah. Uh, and that's where the actual event is, correct? Yes. If you log in through uh, the Frontline Gaming website, the uh, LVO, mm-hmm. it will have a discount link to the Rio that is still active. Okay. Uh, like question. A... If we don't stay at the Rio, can we keep our army in armies in your room? Yeah. Nice. Why are we not staying at the hotel? Wait, well, what? Because like we could just stay like one hotel over and walk over in the morning, maybe, and it might—I don't know. Ugh. No. <laughs> it's not that bad if you're not carrying your stuff. Ugh. So the Rio is off the strip by about yes. twenty minutes. Oh, Wa- walking. I did not know that. It's walking, like uh, the, a mile. It's yeah, a the mile Rio walk is not close. Okay, well, I didn't know that. So that's we, that's, yeah. and it sounds like the discount code anyway. So no, it's a good deal. It's not bad at all. Oh, okay. Mine was six twenty-six for four nights. So, Parker, are you going to be at the shop tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Jeremy, I assume. Uh-huh. So we'll probably chat about it tomorrow, then. I won't chat about it. All right. Well, I'll probably talk at you about it, and you'll choose to not listen. Already not listening. Are you watching wrestling? Nah. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, I don't have anything else unless you guys want to just keep chatting. But uh, we never... For you guys. Yeah, it is It is late, but we never did say what happened in my game. We just mentioned it. Oh. Do we I didn't want... think anybody cared. Uh, I do don't think... Go I honestly... I honestly could never talk about it again and be okay with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I plan on bringing it up every podcast from here forward. Um, I don't know what you want to call it. The best part about this is um, <laughs> it's actually very well documented what happened in that game. Yeah. And if anybody's wondering... Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to a website called YouTube. And if you go you to of the channel, tube. Yeah. Uh, you go to Infamous MCP, 
And uh, it is Battle Report number um, 141, Midwest Melee Round 4, Parker versus Perrin. Um, mm-hmm. This is pretty well documented. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see Parker just have the soul ripped from his body <laughs> over the course of an hour and 12 minutes. <laughs> I actually, I, I felt I felt exhausted by the end of it. It was very yeah. exhausting. However, I was, I was never like, you know, put my teeth or, or my fingernails as is been mm-hmm. the case before. It is not the most frustrated I've ever no. seen you, but it no. is one of the more times, one of the sad times I've ever seen you. Yeah. I was Cause when you were, sad. when you're frustrated, you're angry. You yeah. were sad. Yeah. I was, I was quite sad. It was just like watching, watching me play, you know, I felt like a really strong game. Parent did, did exactly the same thing, but both of us played a really strong game and his dice just wonder woman everything I tried. <laughs> And it was mm-hmm. it was really hard to overcome that. I would have been more mad if my dice had crapped out, but they didn't actually. It was just his dice on defense were so hot. So it was Paul, what do you usually say when a not. player blames their results on dice? What is that? It's called a Brandon. Oh, it's a Brandon. Okay, well, yeah. Parker's. It's, it's specifically that. called a Brandon. Yeah. Um, when I pulled up after this tournament had happened. And I, I did not attend. You, uh, yeah, you flew back I from knew. Florida just in time to walk in the I door saw, as you're putting terrain away. I saw Parker walking across the parking lot, and from I'm guessing 150 miles from a satellite, I could tell Parker had not won his game. <laughs> his shoulders were dropped that far. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so my only question was, why? <laughs> and he told me immediately, but yeah. I could tell. Yeah, he was wearing it. Yeah, and then I heard it was it was Perrin, <laughs> and all I can do, like I find myself just sitting there, you know, thinking about work, and then all of a sudden I'll just start to laugh, <laughs> because mm-hmm. I think, oh yeah, Perrin won. <laughs> it just makes me chuckle. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I was actually kind of worried because I was like, okay, well if. If Ryan loses his game, it's going to be a three-round tournament with Parker and Perrin in the finals. And then as I was watching Ryan's game, and he was nuclear exploding Nigel's models off the board, he smashed a size 4 building with Dormammu, and then Omega beamed like everybody in range and killed them all. It was so brutal. I walked over on turn three, and all of my Nigel's models were injured. I was like, oh god! Like, (laughs) Like, this is bad. Um... But yeah, so I started realizing, like, oh man, what if Parker and Perrin knock each other out and then play Ryan in the finals? That'd be really interesting. And then Ryan got the, uh, or Parker got the pair down and had to play Aaron <laughs> in round three. And so Aaron had to play the two people on final table. Mm. He had to play his son and Parker. It was great. That's one more and point. So, yeah. Parker won the pair down and then Perrin beat Ryan and then Parker and Perrin played in the finals. And probably the least eventful game of the entire tournament. Yeah, it was such a. I mean, if you guys watch this YouTube, you can you can hold down that cursor button and let a lot of time just roll by yeah. when nothing much happens as we both try to ineffectually do things to each other. Well, well I mean, still only took one by like a seven to five, turn six or some shit. Like it was like thirteen to eleven. It was pretty boring. Mm-hmm. But it only anyway, took an hour twelve minutes apparently. That's true. It was just pretty quick for a tournament game. Um, Actually, it is the second longest game of the weekend, according to my notes. Um, was was yeah. I the shortest? Probably no, you were not. 
Uh, Preston. Preston and Bobby were the quickest game. Um, where uh, Preston was it? Preston who played Kingpin? No, it was uh, Brandon from Springfield. Uh, we had all three Brandons in the store at once. By the way, that was crazy. Uh, so Brandon from Springfield won his game, in which on turn two, Kingpin attacked Steve Rogers, dazed him, and picked up all three hammers that he dropped, and then advanced away. <laughs> and I was like, "What? Oh <laughs> like, how did this happen?" <laughs> I was like, "It was the most ridiculous game state I've ever seen." <laughs> and yeah, then they were like, "Yep, yeah, it's see. over." And the next turn, Kingpin activates and double walks away again into the corner with all four hammers. Oh, I didn't mention Kingpin already had one hammer. <laughs> so wow. he had all four hammers on top of two. Wow. It was crazy. <laughs> Some people just play a little too thematically. Like, yeah, I got three I know, hammers. Right? What should I do? I don't know. Are you Black Cat? No. I'm Steve. Oh, then charge. Kingpin that's is all your hungry, does. hungry, hippoing hammers down his gullet <laughs> and like just running away like Zoidberg. Like it was the fucking weirdest game ever. So that was weird. the quickest game of the weekend. I think it was a 12 minute game. It was insane. <laughs> they called it in like the middle of round three. Hey, buddy, I brought you all these hammers. You want them? <laughs> it was so crazy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So on the plus side, if you do watch, tune in and watch Parker's Sad Fest, um, even though it's not an entertaining game, you'll get to see the absolutely beautiful new game mats we have made by Muse on Minis. Um, and they're they're great. They have the pre-marked deployment zones and objectives, and they're that awesome cityscape that they made for us before that all of our videos are mostly on. And so they're, they're new updated versions of that, which are great, and we'll, um, we'll have more of them in, in the store soon. Um, but anyway, I think that's pretty much all I have for today. Mm-hmm. If you're hosting a tournament and you don't have pre-marked mats, shame on you. Shame. 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 All right. Shame. Anyway, thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a good one. Peace.